So this is just a bit of a follow-up episode as a result of our coverage of the London anti-lockdown protests last last weekend on the 24th of April. So a bit more information has come to light since since we were there. And sometimes when you're live on the ground, it's difficult to gauge some of the stuff that's going on around you. So I just thought it might be good to do a quick follow-up for for our subscribers in case you've not come across this information because it's not really that widely circulated, certainly not in the mainstream media. But when when I was there, I, I made the suggestion that I thought maybe there was around 50,000 people there. And it was difficult to gauge. It's, it's always quite hard to actually get a, a sense of numbers. Uh, it takes that. It actually takes a level of training to identify how many people there are in groups. And there's certain techniques that you you can actually learn. There's certain ways you can figure it out. But a ballpark figure at the time, I suggested maybe fifty thousand. But I've subsequently seen some drone cam footage that's been released by one of the, I think just one of the protesters who was there on the, on the day. I don't think it was a media setup at all. It's the sort of thing the media should be doing, but they're not doing. For example, there were no helicopters there or anything like that. Just one police helicopter. But yeah, the drone showed what definitely looked like at least 100,000 people. The Pretty much the entirety of Oxford Street just endless, endless, like huge crowds of people going all the way back to the horizon, pretty much. That's what it shows in certain shots. And that, it, 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 and then some people have gone as far as to say there's probably about 500,000 people there. It's difficult to, to kind of verify that, but who knows? I wouldn't be surprised, but... I would say at least 200,000 people. That would be my rough estimate. But I, I wouldn't... I, I would say at least 200,000. I mean, I wouldn't be at all surprised if actually it was more like 500, to be honest. Because it is very difficult to gauge these numbers. But the the, the very fact that the mainstream media called it thousands, a few thousands, is utterly pathetic and so transparent. It's just blatant, blatant brainwashing. And what frustrates me is I have spoken to people who, who are aware that I was there on the day and they heard that line or they read it online or, you know, some, they saw some snippet of information and they got the impression it was a few thousand people. I think it's some ridiculous reports even said few hundreds, which was utterly ridiculous. So even even state that, even put it on, even as a, an editorial mistake, it was a huge mistake to make. But I, I, I tried to, the people in I spoke to, I tried to kind of uh, educate them slightly and say, no, it was at least 100,000. But um, yeah, unfortunately, they tend to roll with what the mainstream tell them, a lot of people. And they don't go away and do their own homework. And that is frustrating. But a couple of things that I would take away from the event in hindsight now, it's a week later, 
is it actually felt like a mainstream gathering. It didn't feel like a fringy sort of event. And it reminds me very much of the anti-Iraq war protest in 2003, which was really big at the time. It was huge news at the time. And I, I think if I remember right, there was around, some say a million people at that march. But I don't... I don't think it was quite a million. I think it was it was around sort of the six to seven, eight hundred k mark. So this London protest last week was was almost as big as the officially largest protest of all time in London, which I think it might well be the biggest protest of all time. Actually, I, I don't know for sure, but it, it was huge. The anti-Iraq War one was absolutely colossal. Uh, not that it changed anything. But it was a big deal at the time, and that was pre-social media as well. So word just spread organically, and people felt so strongly about it at the time that they went up and, and uh, made their point, tried to get their point heard. And in hindsight, all those people were correct to do that because the Iraq War was a dreadful, dreadful mistake. But um, well, it depends how you look at it. In terms of oil, maybe it wasn't, but that's another subject. So. Anyway, the, the, this this protest last week, it was almost the largest protest ever in London, and that's staggering. And the fact that that wasn't reported as a as a huge piece of news really does verify that the the mainstream media is quite complicit in trying to maintain this this lockdown and trying to maintain the official government line. And I, I get the impression that the media were probably told by the government not to report on that protest. Uh, maybe, I think there's a term for it, a D-notice, I think. Uh, that's just from memory. But I think there, there is a, a, the government do have the ability to suppress a story and all media organisations have to comply with it. Interestingly, though, that doesn't apply to foreign media, I don't think, but I don't believe that any foreign media reported on it, as well as UK media. So I wasn't surprised that the BBC and The Guardian, for example, didn't really touch the story or Sky. But actually, I don't think it was necessarily reported anywhere. So that's very interesting. And it does kind of verify that whole. It, it, it points towards that whole Operation Lockstep idea where all of the mainstream global corporations and media companies are acting in tangent as a result of several or, or many multiple ongoing liaisons and shady meetings. It's all part of uh, for pushing this reset agenda. So anyway, these are all thoughts that are flying through my head this week as a result of lack of media coverage. And there were definitely half, definitely at least, you know, like I say, two, three hundred thousand people there but probably more. And there is another one due next month, I believe, which I think is the last Saturday of May, the 29th. I think that's the official date for that. So it'll be very interesting to see if that one surpasses this month's. And what will be interesting is whether or not people have kind of concluded that lockdown's over because pubs have reopened indoors. So... I don't know whether or not that will have a have a bearing on the numbers or not on the day. But I think most people that went up last week were more 
on the ball than to say lockdown's ending at the moment of, as a result of pubs reopening, etc. I think people are fearing the fact that there's a very strong chance that lockdown might come back in after this summer and they may just have this constant game of announcing a new strain coming in, such as the Indian variant, Brazilian variant, and then suggesting that we need to lock down for the winter every year, kind of rolling lockdowns. One minute there's a lockdown, the next minute there isn't. And that will put even more businesses out of action and cripple people financially. Who knows what will happen with the furlough scheme, because that can't go on indefinitely. It just The money just doesn't exist. So this is what people are fearing. I think people are wising up to the fact that lockdown isn't over. Maybe maybe we'll get a bit of freedom and then they'll take it away again. And also there was just an anti-vaccination sentiment there. People don't like the idea of vaccine passports. They don't like the idea of mandatory vaccines to get into bars and nightclubs, etc. So there, there was a general sense of Big Brother trying to erode a lot of our civil liberties as a result of this pandemic. So there was all, there was just a general sense of that at the protest. So I reckon the numbers will be huge next month. So I, I think it will be similar numbers. Who knows if it will surpass. I think it, the one in April was this month was so big that I don't think you can really figure out if, if any future ones larger or smaller. I think it will just be similar in terms of numbers. And um, once you get to those sort of figures, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I suppose the a million mark would be extremely significant. If that can be hit, that would be quite amazing. But no one would verify it, certainly not in the mainstream media. But the fact that we live in a world now where people on the ground can do live streams with a phone and in 4K quality and use drones to go up and do amazing aerial shots again in 4K. It just means that the, the, we, we, you really don't need the mainstream media anymore to report on this stuff. And people are getting better and better at this stuff, live streaming and compiling really well edited professional videos and stuff. So, and more and more people are turning to YouTube and other mediums, BitChute, etc., to get this information. So this is all quite exciting stuff and it's it's fueling this new movement I'm seeing. In, a much bigger movement seems to be developing now in terms of live streaming, which the technology really didn't exist for that a few years ago. I remember we tried it once in 2015, uh, Peter and I. Uh, well, actually it was quite a tragic reason, but it was it was because of an air show crash we, we witnessed in the UK and we and we decided to do a kind of periscope live stream, not of the crash of course, but just the, of our reaction. But it really was cutting edge to do that. And the periscope has since been uh, deprecated is the term, but they've they've got rid of the app now. And it, people just stream now on YouTube. That's the general way it's done these days. Because I think Periscope was owned by Twitter, if I remember right. And YouTube's obviously a Google thing. So anyway, that there's just some thoughts there. And yeah, I, I think we're we're gonna gear up for a potentially a, an even bigger one in May. That's 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 the vibe I get anyway, from what I'm reading and 
I think that there's a real momentum now that's forming. And, and also a lot can happen in a month. You see, it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if the Indian strain becomes more and more of a pressing issue. And they might even start making noises about pushing our roadmap back as a result of more people coming in with the Indian strain. Who knows? Let's hope that isn't what happens. So anyway, just some thoughts and we're keeping an eye on things and let's hope that in the UK at least and all worldwide in general, we do start seeing some, uh, some freedom coming back. But I do think we may have to fight for it, unfortunately. Nations, where unknown forces strike the edge of ecology.